Hello. Welcome to ListCast. Where the best things in the world come to be judged. With your host, Adam Todd Brown. Hey everybody, welcome to ListCast. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Who's joining me as guests today? You, go. Me, Vanessa Gritton. That's Vanessa Gritton, and who are you? A very gravelly, smoke-ravaged, vocal fry Michael Swain. Yeah. I I commented to Vanessa earlier that I think I'm losing my voice a little bit. I'm trying to get a, our podcasting network, for purposes of another project, has to clear a bunch of time. So yeah. I'm getting 50 podcasts ahead. So I've been podcasting all day, every day, and it's ruining my throat. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's not healthy. Yeah. I like myself in a room full of scrubbing bubbles today, so that's why I sound raspy. Scrubbing uh, bubbles. Scrubbing bubbles. And uh, my girlfriend's a social worker who spends all day talking also and is like, how come I don't lose my voice? And I'm like, when a kid comes in and says, yeah, my uncle you know, sexually molested me when I was a kid, do you go, great, let's talk like this at this yeah. level of energy. For 45 <laughs> yeah, minutes. Yeah. It's different. Different kind of taxing. Yeah. A <laughs> L- little bit different. We're talking about the best cover songs of all time today. Yep. And I think when I put this out as a podcast, I'll put like a little snippet of each song underneath us talking so the people listening that way can... Uh, can Ascertain for themselves. Yeah. But when we're doing this live, that's a great way to get YouTube to just shut your shit down while you're fucking live streaming. That's what I was wondering, because some of my potentials you said, well, that would get us copyright issues, but others won't? How do you know no, which no. is which? It, it, when you're live streaming, almost anything. Like and, one time right. Chet held his phone up to the microphone and was playing a song while we were live streaming. And a streaming. spider crawled out of YouTube <laughs> and devoured <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> and we got like a copyright notice over it, and sure. I don't fucking need all of that shit in my life. So will we get it into our ears, but not them? No, none of wow. us will have... That's, so that's what makes this interesting. If We're, you can't remember the five songs you picked, you already lost credibility. Well, I think, <laughs> I think she means like our songs. What we hear. No, I know. She I, hear. You, they, you should, a great cover, you should, it should be playing in your mind at all exactly. times. That's, that's the I'm whole saying. thing. <laughs> People shouldn't have to hear it. All right, right, so I got to bring some know. debate team stuff into this. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to get wordy. Robert's Rules of Order will come into play. It's going to get really fucking wordy. So speaking of rules, just real quick for anyone who has never done the show. You've both done a list cast before, right? Nope. Just listened to some episodes. Oh, okay. I've alienated our friendship over episodes of ListCast. Oh, yeah. For sure. (laughs) I'll go through the rules quick. And for anyone who's listening for the first time, basically, we each brought five picks for the best cover song of all time. We're going to go through those picks one at a time. And explain why we brought it, why we think it belongs on the list. That'll take us to a list of 15, which is fucking absurd. So at that point, we each take turns cutting two from the list. You don't have to cut your own. You can. Sometimes it's the only right thing to do. I've done it. I found myself in that position uh, a couple weeks ago, I do believe. I cut one of my own. And that'll take us down to a list of nine, at which point the audience gets to save one. Doing the save this week, the esteemed... Radioactive Rabid Raccoons. That's right. Yeah. Rabid Radioactive Raccoons. God damn it. I'm so sorry for messing that up. He is his name. That's his brand. He is his name. Hell yeah. I just finished watching The Wire again. My name. Yeah. Yeah, I'm about to start rewatching it. I'll start The Wire at some point. Oh, come on. Ah, Different podcast. Different podcast. I've had, I don't have Wire time on my hands. (laughs) Find it. 
I got rewatching. Do you exercise? Yes. Don't. Do you watch The Wire each hour that you use to exercise? Have you ever read Moby Dick? Yeah. It's better than Moby Dick for sure. It takes about the same amount of time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I read Moby Dick when I was 14. I had time. Well, be 14 and watch The Wire. Be 14 again. Okay, fine. (laughs) I'll revert. So after after the save, then we put put it to the audience. We put yep. a poll up on Patreon. If you're a Patreon mm-hmm. subscriber, if you're not a Patreon subscriber, don't even complain about how this ends. Yeah, because you can't vote if you're not a Patreon subscriber. So and you can't complain if you don't vote, and you can't vote if you don't pay. That's the American right, way. <laughs> right. Welcome to America. All right, so who wants to go first? So it doesn't matter if they're from one to five or five to one because they're no, more in a big pot. As you don't have to go in any yeah, yeah, order. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to jump in with the one that's going to get people the most upset with me, but I stand by it. Alien Ant Farm, Smooth Criminal. Oh, you think people are going to be upset by if this? You- they're the same people that are just kind of like, I love bacon and fuck Nickelback, like that kind of oh, internet personality no. type. If you hadn't have... Put it on your top five. I, it would be in my top five. It's like when you're at a restaurant, someone orders something you wanted, and you're like, thank God I can get oh, something yeah. else. I could try and something mooch. new, even though exactly. I knew I love that thing. Dude. It's phenomenal. My, Michael Jackson is an all-time great, but it really brings something new to the song, and it's fucking kicks yeah. ass. Yeah. If you like punk at all, it rules. <laughs> yeah. It's it's an amazing cover. It it. I feel like I heard it more than most non-cover songs in my childhood. Like, especially growing yeah. up in Orange County, I knew that version first. And then I listened to the original and I liked it. But it just brought something more fun to the table. Oh, yeah. It's, it, it, it makes it, it's, if I was someone that fought in a cage match, it'd be what I walk out I to. I remember they performed it on a rooftop overlooking the BET <clears throat> Awards oh. when it came out. And I thought that was really fun. Yeah. Because people weren't mad at it because right. it was fucking Smooth Criminal being played from a rooftop. You're it's gonna a be... rooftop-ass song. And it's not a... It's a... It's still kind of faithful to the original version. Like, it yeah. doesn't... It's got, like, some distorted guitars and things, but it's really... It changes enough to have been worthwhile. Right. There are so many covers where you're like, yep, it's slightly slower, slightly faster, and everything's exactly. the same. Like, Ween was going... Or, I'm sorry, Weezer was go- doing their viral rounds for their Africa cover, and I'm like... That's just karaoke. It's just a band getting in a rehearsal room and exactly doing the tab for Africa. Nothing right. is different. Right. What's yeah. the point? And I thought this is such a good example of a cover that feels like the band's playing its sound, but still plays an homage to the original. Yeah. 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 And he changes that one note at the end of, are you okay, Annie? Yeah. (laughs) It changes everything to me about the emotional tone. Yeah. It sucks what happened to that band. They got in a really gnarly- I never knew. Bus accident. Oh, shit. I mean, they're all still alive and performing, but it like- derailed their career for years because uh, i really like movies too that was yeah and i thought yeah. i thought they got lumped in with that new metal sound a little unfairly i think they were a little better than that the problem and is this music video looks almost exactly like the uh papa roach music video oh uh, yeah i think what's the what's the papa roach song you know i don't give a darn the, if i cut uh, my arm <laughs> <laughs> Uh, cut uh, my life into pieces. This yeah, is last my last resort. I think they leaned into being a part of that genre because it was blowing up at the time, and then it yeah. limited them. Oh, dirt bike emo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up in Orange County. It for was it. dark bangs, but also like I have a motocross poster in my room. Nice, it was, nice. It was an intersection of the two. 
A lot of people mentioning Africa. I just want to say another potential I didn't pick. Andy McKee, also known as Candy Rat on YouTube. There's a version of him playing Africa that is the only version of Africa I've ever liked. So check that out, people. That's, oh, yeah. those are, that's high praise because Africa's a good song. All right, Swaim, do you want to go next or do you want me to go? Sure. I am going to save my top entry. <laughs> that was for... not an answer. <laughs> sure, me talk now. Because I feel like you should have top billing, you know, reverse order as a host. Um, I'm going to save, as you guys are looking at it on the big board, my top entry is actually what I think is number one. I always thought that. That's the first one that came to mind when I was going to do this episode. So I'll save that, and I'll bring up Cakes, I Will Survive. Damn. This is a good pick. Um, and I think if you listen to it... When I went back to listen to it again for this, I was mildly concerned that, again, like Weezer, they were just going through the paces. But no, they do all the good cake shit. You got that spinny thing that goes... Yeah. You got a cool horn section dropping in yeah. the middle so you didn't think there was going to be one, and then there is. They, they really went all out with it. It's they good. They do a thing I love where they add the word fucking yeah. to a point yeah. in the song where the word fucking fits so perfectly. Should have changed the I fucking changed locks. should have changed the fucking locks. Yeah. Like, that's it should have always had fucking. It should have always had fucking in it. <laughs> yeah. So they sort of improved it in it that It should have never been stupid. I love that song, but it shouldn't have been stupid locks. That's a fucking lock. Yeah. It should have <laughs> yeah. changed those fucking locks. That's true. It's a stupid lock when you, can't in to get, when you can't get into the door. It's a fucking lock when you're trying to keep someone out of it. Right. Yeah. Did you guys, do you have any issue, and maybe this is my lingering, like, shame, and as I grew up, I realized I don't think other people feel this way. I used to feel like they were a guilty pleasure because his singing voice is monotone, and then as I grew up, I don't think his singing voice is monotone anymore. So what changed about my perception? What do you think about Cake Guy's singing voice? I I mean, I thought it was monotone, too, when I was a kid, and as an adult, I appreciate, like, the clarity and the technique of it. Because it's not like theater talk singing. There's almost there's something about it that almost feels sleazy in a good way. Yeah, yeah. I've always I, what I like about Cake is they're the type of band that probably still just like has amps with them when they travel, <laughs> yeah. and they're probably like still in a van and yeah. shit. And like I, I just like I like how simple their stuff yeah. is. I just sound like the Del Mar Fair that covers it. It's like a good. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. 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 And I like like I I like that about his voice how it's really just kind of almost a utilitarian yeah. thing where it's like well someone's got to sing lead exactly. might as well be me yeah. yeah but the one thing I'll give the original on is like passion of the vocal performance obviously right yeah because that's sure. not his jam but everything else about this cover I think but he was able to to fix that by adding the word adding fucking, fucking. Yeah. well because like perfect the original is crying into a glass of chardonnay and cakes I will survive is just someone at a bar with a cigarette like the last yeah. death rattle of like well that relationship's over yeah yeah that's a great fucking pick my first pick this is gonna get voted <laughs> off cause no one has any fucking idea who this dude is uh well I mean you should I do this is my pick is Jumpin' Jack Flash by Alex Chilton yeah Alex Chilton was the lead singer of Big Star he also is the guy if you've ever heard a song called The Letter got me a ticket for an airplane yep the box tops that is Alex Chilton at 15. Yep. Ah! He was 15 when he recorded that fucking vocal. He had stayed up all night fucking smoking and drinking at 15. Lonely days are gone. <laughs> I'm coming home. That's I'm insane. about to get my driver's license. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Alex Chilton singing that. And he is... There's documentaries about this guy. The Replacements wrote a song about him. He is a fucking legend. Yeah. 
and his he released a, a few solo albums like throughout his career, but he did some stuff in the early seventies, and on one of those albums is his cover of Jumpin' Jack Flash, and it sounds like Jumpin' Jack Flash should, because that song is about like such dirty sleazy shit and then yeah. it's got like all these fucking upbeat horns and shit and it's like no it should sound like his version yeah. like his version sounds like he found a band in the garbage <laughs> and pulled it out and they just Hosted jammed it off and just went for yeah, it yeah and just jammed on jumping jack flash yeah. it sounds so fucking just dirty and real somehow his voice is less frazzled than it was at 15 when he sang with the box <laughs> tops i don't know how that happened well finals but- man Airborne. Airborne. Oh, yeah, probably just jammed a lot of vitamin C. Although that made me realize I would equally, I think, like the other direction, like a B-52s of this. Oh, yeah. Jumping Jack flashes, (laughs) gas, gas, gas. (laughs) But the stones were in the middle. Yeah. Either extreme is more interesting, yeah. And uh, even if it, I mean, it's not going to get many votes, but people should go listen to Big Star. That's a damn Mm. good band. And Alex Chilton was the lead singer of big star Are you a joe jackson fan at all he's all right okay it's kind of an elvis costello ripoff he has a an album called jump and jive that has a jump and jack flash cover on it that's kind oh of, yeah yeah is it like a swing album the whole album's a swing album it's great oh well no five I'm guys out. named mo through we the cats shall help ya all classic swing tips. oh no yeah no oh uh, you're not into pass. that oh, no okay. not at all <laughs> <laughs> uh, rabid radioactive raccoon says listening now this jump and jack flash cover sounds filthy in a very good way see yeah, but he's sucking yeah. your dick because he got the save. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> sucking the smegma. <laughs> sucking your smegma, Smeg- dude. Man, that yeah. sounds like a 90s movie bully thing. Like, <coughs> shut up, dillweed. Suck my smegma. Yeah. <laughs> what is smegma? Anyway. Oh, really? Okay. So I mean, I've heard before. No, it's I just, it's I that know little, it. like, almost like cheesy texture stuff that collects around, like, the ring head of the dick part. The, oh, like, okay. The I'm glad cheese. I asked. Yeah. I'm glad you asked while drinking yeah. a thick liquid. It's like a little straw. collection of s- yeah. cells. <laughs> the tincture doesn't make it that thick. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. We're all drinking marijuana water, everybody. Marijuana. Don't tell the sponsors. It's like an Elizabethan collar of, of, of just cells. Is my spell check calling me out for not jump in. writing it as jumping? Yeah, that it should is be an ad- wow. apostrophe. That is an advanced spell check. Because it's like, you capitalize this <gasps> shit, it you mean jumping jack you flash, jumpin'. bitch. Yeah. That's pretty dope. I appreciate you, Google. Yeah, good job, Google. You're not scary at all. All right. Mm-hmm. Who's Vanessa, right? Yep. Is that the order we're going yeah. in? Yep. Around uh, the horn counterclock. Okay, yeah. There's picks where I'm like, this will win. And then there's picks where I'm like... This won't, but I'm going to put my heart on a table for it. And it is the Glenn Campbell cover of Good Riddance Time of Your Life. Adam, you actually heard this in my car. This is a super fun cover. It is a phenomenal cover of a Green Day song. Like, And what I like is with it being Glenn Campbell, obviously in the twilight of his life, covering a song like that, you'd expect it to be like almost like Hurt. Like, like yeah, really it, it slow and mopey. Like the swan it's just song. so upbeat and fun. There's something. It's great. It's upbeat because it's upbeat, but the lyrics and also his cadence feels like it's less goodbye, like hurt. Yeah. And it's more thank you for everything. Right. I've had a great time. Yeah. And like the fact that we're, this was around like Glenn Campbell before he started to succumb more and more to Alzheimer's. It, it felt like a very sweet goodbye from a friend where it's just like, thanks for all the memories. I, I, it's been fun, but I have to go soon. And the original song, while it is like a good song, it's played at like everyone's graduation at some point. Yeah. 
when you put the lyrics in Glenn Campbell's mouth, it sounds more like his. Right. Like, Billy Joe Armstrong wrote it, but it sounds like it's Glenn's. Like, yeah. When he sings, like, Tattoos and Memories and Dead Skin on Trial, like, that... It sounds more like a like a man who's lived a life and he's just enjoying thinking about it. Yeah. This is probably my favorite cover. It's really fucking good. Have you ever heard it? No. I, this is going to probably <clears throat> upset people. I've never heard the name Glenn Campbell. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I know uh, Alex Chilton. <clears throat> so Glenn Campbell. <laughs> is he the guy from the Eagles? No, no that's Glenn Fry. Okay. He was a country singer. He did Rhinestone, Rhinestone Cowboy. Cowboy. And, uh, I'm out. <laughs> no, but that's like his most hokey song. Sure. It's his hokeyest song. I'm, I'm diehard Glenn Campbell. I oh, love Glenn. Okay. Like, I grew up with a lot of it with my dad. Like, yeah, Wichita Lineman's a great song. Oh, oh Wichita Lineman. Wichita Lineman. Okay. That's uh, by the time you get to Phoenix. Like, yeah. Don't he, know he, has the, he has a discography where I listen to a bunch of it driving alone from joshua tree back to los angeles and i was just like ah, i'm a pioneer like okay. i <laughs> so like gordon lightfooty at all yeah. no who are you come on Glenn i don't Campbell. know uh, do you know um uh like boy dolly parton because they're still like out up, again there's, a, there's an <laughs> Double, upbeatness to it do you know warren zevon's cover knocking on heaven's door yes yeah that that almost made it to my <laughs> speaking of dead guys Writing songs about how they're going to die real soon. This segue brought to you by Segway. Segway. When you need a Segway, Segway. That's a good pick. Glenn Campbell. I love that cover a lot. All right. I'm going to go with one more kind of obscure one before we start. The heavy hitters. Recording votes. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, I'm going to go with, and here's the thing. I know this is the last song you want anyone to play at an open mic, but I'm going with Ryan Adams' cover of Wonderwall, which in... I M H O better than the original. I think Ryan Adams version. And do you think that's a high bar? I don't think, I think Oasis wha- are particularly good. I th- I think Oasis are great. Okay, and they're like there's no. They're great. I didn't like Wonderwall, but they have a great discography. Right. Like what's the story? Morning Glory is a phenomenal song. Yeah, and it's a phenomenal album. The album before it is better. Definitely, maybe it's called. But Ryan Adams' cover of Wonderwall, when Noel Gallagher performs solo now, he plays Ryan Adams' version of Wonderwall. Well, that's mm. like quantifiable data. His own. Like, yeah. I bow down. Like he has, he has come out publicly and said Ryan Adams' version is better. It's really slow and moody and echoey, and it's just him and an acoustic guitar. Uh, I think that little piano riff from the end... I think is still in there, mm-hmm. but I also saw him play Wonderwall live once, and he did the piano riff with his mouth, and it was the funniest fucking thing, because uh, Ryan Adams is dope. But yeah, if you've never heard Ryan Adams' cover of Wonderwall, it's on the Love is Hell album, which is a fantastic album in general. It has a song called This House is Not for Sale, which is based on Beetlejuice, Oh, and wow, what that a great song great. it is. Yeah. And uh, Love is Hell is his weirdest album. It's the album his record label didn't want to let him put out, probably because it's got an eight-minute Wonderwall cover on it. But fucking check it out. It's, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not courting the votes, but I do want people to go listen to that cover. Brian Adams is chilling downstairs. I don't know if that affects your... Brian Adams? Brian Adams. <laughs> I don't know if that affects your... Uh, he gets so vote. mad when people... like, Or he used to. He would get really mad when people would shout out, like, Call play Brian. Summer of 69. Oh, yeah, yeah. And here's the thing. His real name? David Adams. Just Why go would by, he do that to himself? Just go by David Adams. Mm-hmm. But it, it eventually was revealed that he's got kind of a, a Brian Adams obsession. 
His first, oh. he's got this self-titled album that looks, the cover looks like Brian Adams, uh, I can't think of the name, but the cover where it's just a close-up of his face. Yeah. And the songs sound like Brian Adams songs. And when I saw him touring behind that, he played Run to You by Brian Adams, and it was great. Brian Adams is a good person to be obsessed with, yeah. Yeah. Brian Adams <laughs> makes good music. And so does Ryan Adams. There Check should out. be a Brian and Ryan tour. What's the holdup? Like I'm sure it'll happen tour. at some yeah. point. They would dominate Canada with that <laughs> Yeah. Show. Man. So, yeah. Check out Ryan Adams' cover of Wonderwall sometime, everybody. Swaim, what do you got next? I'm up. I need to look at my list, or I don't know, because there were so many. Oh, okay. Uh, at the risk of making everyone have flashbacks to uh, fucking w- Wonder Years. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Joe Cocker's with a little help from my friends. Because speaking of high bars, I think it's very rare that a Beatles cover even stands toe-to-toe with the cover. And this is one of the only cases where if you take away probably how often you've heard it, even to the point of like, well, the newsreels mentioned the 60s, so they're going to play Joe Cocker's A Little Help from My Friend. Yeah. If you sit down and load that song up and admire the craftsmanship, it's not only better than the Beatles' original, it's better than Joe Cocker is. Like, I've heard... And <laughs> yeah, I really, you're right. I like a few Joe Cocker songs a lot, but something transcended channeled through him, like the production quality and the passion behind his voice... It's easily the best Joe Cocker song also. So right. I think it's just killer. And it makes me think of Wonder Years. And I like Fred Savage. <laughs> yeah. It was great as the Wonder Years theme. <laughs> yeah. I fucking love that. Yeah, that's a that's a really good pick. I could see that winning probably. I mean, not definitely. That but was my safe vote. That's yeah, true. It's yeah. a very safe pick. <laughs> I'm not a huge Joe Cocker fan, but there's no denying mm. that. It's a phenomenal. It's a good version. cover. Life's been good to me so far is the other song, I think stands up with this one do you know that song are you thinking of joe walsh god damn it jesus <laughs> what is happening i don't know yeah that's joe walsh you're the one who gave me do you weed think water. every white dude is yeah, in the I know. eagles I keep forgetting that i'm high <laughs> yeah you asked if glenn campbell was in the eagles that's true joe walsh was in the eagles I mean- okay then joe cocker has no other songs i like if i'm recalling correctly <laughs> what are like yeah. good great joe cocker hits mm. No Not one sure. even in the comments. Yeah, he's got like a couple other Beatles covers, I think. Then this is it for him, and that's fine. Yeah. I think he covered like she came in through the bedroom window or something like that. I, di- I disagree that Beatles covers rarely, you know, if you want to find a good crop of Beatles covers, look at like Motown and like soul oh, music. Oh, I'll bet. Sure. There uh, are a lot of... Stealing it back. There's yeah. a Motown <laughs> version of Eleanor Rigby that I love. There's in... Gr- is it in Grindhouse or... Which death proof? Death proof. It's in death proof. There's a cover of "Baby It's You" by the Beatles, by oh. a band that's just called Smith. Nice. That, their band name is Smith, <laughs> and their cover of "Baby It's You" is fucking amazing. So I didn't like like I didn't like the Bop Shooby Doo Wop type Beatles shit. So anyone any anytime someone updates, no, that I a guess bit. I mean they're yeah they're true masterpieces, especially in terms of studio technique. Yeah. It's hard to imagine people topping some of those. I we have like a comment that just says, and reggae. Yeah, I was about to bring that up. There's a reggae cover of every existing song, especially Beatles songs. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> it doesn't mean they were better than the original. No. Oh, what was that song you and I heard a uh, like a Brazilian version of? What's that? What, what is the Brazilian version of songs called? Like with the guitar and the... Um, uh, 
It, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I remember. But we, it was a Hoobas, the reason. It was yes. the reason. It was Hoobastank, the, the reason. And we heard like a Brazilian soft jazz cover of it in his Thai restaurant. That sounds great. And then we found out. In a out Thai restaurant, yeah. obviously. It was Brazilian covers of songs like Hoobastank or Papa Roach mm. or. It's it was good like, stuff. It was really good. Some new Velveg marketing going on there. <laughs> All right, whose turn is it? Vanessa. Vanessa. Me. This is another one that I think is like my long shot, uh, but it's a cover of Fleetwood Mac's Silver Springs done by Likey Lee. Um, I'm probably pronouncing her name wrong, but already I really love the artist. She's very weird in a way that I love. She had uh, this second persona on YouTube that she didn't even reveal was her and would just do some really strange avant-garde videos. Donald J. Trump. Donald J. Trump. <laughs> it was an account called um, I Am Am I Who Am I and she would put like these cryptic songs oh, out. Oh yeah, I remember that. These really interesting videos that would have like a lot of Nordic mythology with them. So I love that weirdo already. Yeah. She and is great. She's fantastic and this is her cover of Silver Springs and she had her voice is similar enough to Stevie Nicks yeah. that it feels like the original. It's goat like, but she's she's very haunting in her voice because there's yeah. like there's an echo to it, and there's also something about her that sounds like I don't know. She's a lost child in a cave. I don't know what it is. She's got, <laughs> she's got like a creepy aspect to her, and so she took this Fleetwood Mac song and it became this really cool haunting, creepy, glittery version of it. It's so good. Yeah, it is good listen to that one i don't know yeah i don't know if i've heard it but maybe we love to. it we're losing a huge opportunity every time children get lost in a cave for two weeks at a time throw some mics down there have them write some yeah songs about their experiences. <laughs> yeah no shit <laughs> she was the drummer from the eagles right yeah likely yeah, yeah. likely yeah. Lee, she is in the <laughs> eagles yeah and silver spring is such a weird song because they like it's they recorded it back in their heyday it's like a song you would expect they would have put out because it's such a great song and they just never put it out it's until like of, the nineties. That's what's cool is that it's a deep cut also for Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. yeah, that's neat. Yeah, that's a good pick. Oh, my list is down here. What am I going <laughs> to pick next? Well. All right, let's get fucking rocking here. Now I'm, I, I, I had a lot of choices if I was going to put a Nirvana cover on this list sure. because Nirvana was phenomenal With at the covers because they had such a clear voice and all. They just apply it to the thing and it's cool. Yeah, <laughs> and like. Like their their Devo cover on the Incesticide album is great. All of those uh, fucking Vaseline's covers mm. are so good. There's lots of good covers on MTV Unplugged, and I picked one of them, and that is the man who sold the world, which is I think it's the classiest pick at this time in history that you could have made. Yeah, because I was <laughs> I was gonna go with Where Did You Sleep Last Night. Because he definitely makes that, like, he makes The Man Who Sold the World, like, a Nirvana his song. Own, like, yeah. he makes yeah. it his own. And he does that with Where Did You Sleep Last Night, too. But with Where Did You Sleep Last Night, what choice did he have? He's not going to come out and sing it like 1920s Lead Belly and, my girl, my girl. Like, that, like, Kurt couldn't do that. So he had to make that song his own. He could have just done a really drowsy, like, dreamy version of the man who sold the world, which is what David Bowie's version is. Mm -hmm. But instead he like, he made it more. I, I think it's better. I think it's better than the Bowie. It's more version. tightly orchestrated, which is, yeah. you would almost never say with Bowie versus right. Nirvana. Yeah. But it's a particularly not lazy, but like you said, all the edges are vague Bowie right. song and Nirvana, like tightened it up and made yeah. it more intentional. Yeah. yeah. There's he, something about it. it. It feels, it feels cleaner. Yeah. 
it feels like a single. Yeah. Like it feels like like when I went back and listened to the Bowie version, which I had never heard up to that point, I was really surprised by how I didn't like it that much. Well, you're like, oh, it's Bowie being Bowie with like a diffuse ballad with cool soundscapes. Right. And then they're like, no, dude, this could be a hit song. (laughs) He said do it a lot, right? (laughs) For sure. The opening guitar riff to Man Who Sold the World, already a good riff, but when Kurt does it, it's the soundtrack of every time I ever realize, like, oh man, I'm going to get my heart broken this summer in school. Like, it's it's so good. To this day, it... I have like a physical reaction to it that not a ton of music does to me. And it has one of my favorite like background moments in music history because that whole set, they were playing songs that people weren't that familiar. Like they played some hits. They played Mm -hmm. Come As You Are and stuff like that. But they were playing songs people weren't that familiar with in general. And when he starts The Man Who Sold the World, one person in the crowd goes, (laughs) whoop! And that's it. Yep. And And that man, David Bowie. (laughs) Like, oh, cool, he found this. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's a great cover. It is indeed. And, uh, it, I mean, they were cheating at Unplugged because that's very much an electric <laughs> right. guitar he's playing. Yeah. yeah. Like, it looks like an acoustic, but Unplugged it's plugged in. Unplugged just became the name of the show more than yeah. a rule. There well, Bruce Springsteen examples. did it first. Like, he did Unplugged and literally yeah. just showed up with an electric band and was like, no! Nah! I'm going to lose all credibility now. I love the Rob Thomas Unplugged. Really? The, the Matchbox 20 I've never Unplugged, seen it. Where he explains like, oh, 3 a.m.s about my mom dying of cancer. And you're like, oh, I didn't know you had emotional depth and shit. It's very illuminating. <laughs> if you can ever find Stone Temple Pilots unplugged. Unplugged? I'm sure you can. It's really good just for Scott Weiland screeching through Pour Some Sugar on Me. Nice. Which, it's an acoustic Pour well, Some Sugar on Me. this one is like me. Rob Thomas playing piano. With tears coming to his eyes, remembering his mom dying of cancer. And if anything's going to make you like Matchbox 20, I think it's that amount of emotional yeah. like, commitment. <laughs> I always, really I re- smooths out his edges. Yeah. Vanessa, <laughs> why would you? I mean, it's just wow. like the ocean under the moon. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. All right. Who's- We're just forget about it. I had to. <laughs> Man, it's a hot womb. You help me, I'm bent. I love Matchbox 20. Let's not get into it. They were all right. Uh, Swaim, what's your next pick? Or no. You got to scroll so I can remember. Is it Swaim? It is. It is. Because see, look, we got two. He got, he got three. Screaming oh, yeah. females. If it nice. makes you happy, which squeaked by because as you said at the top, they released it as a single or was they that did. before recording? No. Yeah, it was before we recorded. Okay. But, but. Adam informed me because one of my other picks was disqualified because it's a live performance at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I'm like, fair enough. Tip if we my, ever do a best guitar solo. Tip my hat to you, sir. List cast. It's a great vote for that. Yeah. But Screaming Females for AV Club did a cover of Cheryl Crow's If It Makes You Happy. And I've never had – this is the biggest discrepancy between a song I hate by an artist I don't give a shit about and now I love it. Like I think oh, it's a yeah. great song. I'm also very enamored of unique voices. Like I love Regina Spector, Our Lady Peace. So I'm a big fan of Screaming Female's lead vocalist, how she just goes for the fucking goat singing. The oh, She fucking awesome. swings for the fences. I love it. Yeah. She's great. I just saw them in concert Friday. Yeah. Oh, how yeah. are they? Fucking amazing. Because of this cover, I started listening to their music, and it's also good. But I still like this the best. Yeah. Well, their <laughs> most recent album is my favorite album of the year okay, cool. so far. It's called All at Once. It's so fucking good. I'll check it out. 
Yeah, they also covered Shake It Off in the same session, and I almost put that on I was my between list. both. I just, the way she goes for the chorus in this, and then also her style of rambling guitar solo really reminds me of Frank Zappa. Yeah. And Frank Zappa is an idol to me, who I try to shoehorn in at every opportunity, but he never covered anything. So this was my way to mention him you on want, microphone. <laughs> you know something that, I now that I think about it, might have made my list if I'd remembered she does a cover of Because the Night with Ooh. Shirley Manson from Garbage. Wow. And it's actually Garbage and Screaming Females all in the same studio. There's two drummers. There's like three guitar players. You just can't hear anything. No, it's, it's so, so solid tone. It's so good. <laughs> and her solo on that is it fucking blows the doors off. What I like about the Shake It Off cover is... The part where she gets to the, instead of whatever, you could have been jamming out to this sick beat. And she goes, this sick beat! And then just (laughs) shreds this fucking guitar solo. Agreed. But the verse actually highlighted to me how, like, amelodic that song is. Yeah. So the verse is just boring. Whereas at least Sheryl Crow knows how to do a little, I'll suck up the sun. (laughs) Like, shut up, but okay. Yeah. At least it varies in pitch. (laughs) I fucking love screaming females. I love them. Yeah, I'm really into them right now. Uh, I met her really briefly before the show Mm -hmm. in that I walked in and she was right there and I just sort of panicked and like leaned in and went, you're really great. And she just turned and went, and she went, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Really great tone. Kinda. Is Gollum-y. like where I'm trying to whisper, but also be loud enough to be heard. So Alex it comes Chilton. out like a growl. Alex yeah. Chilton, age nine. Yeah. Voice. <laughs> Real gravelly. You're really, you're really great, lady. Hey, mom, can I get some more apple juice over here? Ah, <laughs> uh, that's a good pick. Um, who's up next? Me. I keep losing. Counterclockwise my... is div- you must have a yeah. hard time playing card games. Yeah, <laughs> you. Pastor okay. Jay. I'm gonna go with the color- cover of Valerie. By Mark Ronson and Amy Winehouse. Who sang this originally? Oh my God! The, I the can't Eagles. Even... <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember because that's how much it became. Yeah, it's Amy's a great cover. Song. I thought it was the original. I didn't know that. No, the original is usually done by people at karaoke that don't have fun at karaoke. Uh, but it's just kind of like I went to musical theater. Uh, uh, like that's where I usually hear the original version of Valerie from, and like I was already a big old Mark Ronson fan pre Bruno Mars. Like I loved a lot of the work he did with Santo Gold, uh, and he did a really good cover of Britney Spears's "Toxic" with OGB and some guy named Tigger. Uh, oh yeah, I remember that. It's an amazing cover of "Toxic," but doesn't this, sound like it would be. But it's really good. Doesn't yeah, sound I've like it would it. be. It's amazing, and I almost went with that one, but. This cover of Valerie is incredible. It's one of Amy Winehouse's best songs, and it's a cover that she did with Mark Ronson. And his it's on produce- a Mark Ronson album. It's on a Mark Ronson yeah. album, and like his producing, and he puts a lot of saxophone into things in the background, just makes more sense. And the way she sings it, I, it, it changes the tone of the song. Yeah, it's one of my all-time favorite songs, and. It's it's Amy's now. Like <laughs> someone in the comments asked if it's Steve Winwood sang the original. That's a different Valerie. <laughs> <laughs> Valerie spoken. That, right? <laughs> That's a good pick. All right, my turn. Right. Mm-hmm. So either one could easily win. I know. Point. I'm yeah. gonna go uh, f- this pick. I'm gonna go Jimi Hendrix all along. 
the Watchtower. Of course, sir. Of course. <laughs> if you Google song cover, good, it's the first one that comes Pretty up. Pretty much, It's yeah. also the most iconically transformative cover that's the oldest, where it like almost ushered in the idea of, oh, you could cover shit and make it sound totally different. It yeah. kind of invented doing yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a song, I think still to this day, a lot of people don't even know it's a cover song. Yeah. And if you listen to Even the, though the guy it's a cover of is insanely famous also. Right, right. Yeah. It's a Bob Dylan cover. But Jimmy stole the shit oh, out yeah. of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And every time I've heard Bob Dylan play it, I've seen Bob Dylan a few times live. Never saw Jimi Hendrix, weirdly. Every time I've seen Dylan play live and he plays this song, he plays it like Hendrix. He doesn't he play it. Does he set the guitar on fire and like wait? Well, I mean, he doesn't like, <laughs> but he uses like the, the Jimi Hendrix arrangement. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of his, which was like a real slow kind of loopy acoustic Yee. version. We got to hear the poetry, man. Yeah. It's about the words, It's about man. the Joker and the it's thief about the and words. What's the deal with airline music? But Jimi Hendrix cover of this is, it's one of the greatest songs of all time. <laughs> yes. And... Speaking of covers, I saw the first time I ever saw Neil Young in concert, who I fucking I love Neil Young. I was at the Vote for Change tour, which was when R.E.M. and Springsteen and Bright Eyes were touring together because that's what it was going to take to beat George Bush in 2004. And I was in line beforehand and I was talking to the girl who was about to let people in. And we were like getting along a little. And I mentioned Neil Young, and she goes, Oh, you like Neil Young? And she put her hand on my shoulder and goes, We might have a surprise for you tonight. And I was like, What is about to happen? Neil Young and Bruce Springsteen played all along the Watchtower. Wow. <laughs> and it was so <laughs> fucking amazing. I bet. And uh, ever since then, just as far as covers, all along the Watchtower. Now you're rocking in the free world. They, did, they played rocking in the free he, world, er, too. I've seen him do that live a couple times, and he always puts everything into rocking in the free yeah. world. And yeah, and R.E.M. and Springsteen played Because the Night. Ooh! Amazing. Yeah. The most I have ever seen Kevin fall in love with someone at a bar was when a total stranger did uh, Bruce Springsteen. Um, uh, got dancing. Uh, dancing in the Dark? No, dancing in the Dark. And then another guy ran up there to do it with him. And then they talked about how much they love Springsteen forever because I did not know a ton of Springsteen prior to dating him. And uh, Springsteen's I, so great. I, I, I feel like if he might have left with that person, like <laughs> where I was like, I get it. Yeah, you need this. <laughs> have you heard the cover of that song called <clears throat> "Dancing in My Dick" on the album "My Dick"? <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> Can't start a fire without my dick. My dick's for hire. Even if I'm just dancing with my dick. Best part is that then I look in the mirror. I see my dick, my dick, my dick. So good. The whole album's on YouTube. It's excellent. My dick. That's how, how is that not on this album list? Album of covers, yeah. How is that not what Kev's doing at karaoke? Oh, my God. Yeah, so that is my next to last pick. Okay, that leaves me with another song I think most people don't know is a cover, and I never know where to put the parentheses because the title's just too long. Yeah, I think it's after. I think it's. <laughs> I think there. it's what's so funny in parentheses, but I'm not sure what's so funny about peace, love, and understanding. 
Well, maybe the bizarre way you phrased it, Elvis Costello, <laughs> original name Declan McManus. Uh, Elvis is probably my favorite singer-songwriter, period. He's really fucking great. And if you look into him, he owes a lot of who he is to a mentor, Nick Lowe, who I think is sort of like a Leonard Cohen. Uh, almost every musician is like, of course, Nick Lowe. Uh, like, I know them. But uh, almost every fan of music knows 10 Nick Lowe songs that were recorded and legitimately perform better by other people. Right. But he knows how to write a song. <laughs> like, he knows how to he really put does. a song together. Yeah. So this is both in honor of Nick Lowe and my favorite of all time, Elvis Costello. He's not dead. I don't know why I kissed heaven. <laughs> he's got a new album but, out last uh, week. He's got a new album out every week, my friend. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, but yeah, what's so funny about Peace, Love, and Understand? And it's also my ethos is very hippie-centric. So it appears like... That song when I was little would make me tear up towards the end. So yeah, I like that about it. That's a good pick. And actually, that same vote for change tour show, the encore was everyone came out and played peace, love, like, and understanding. Like Abraham Lincoln and Marie Curie <laughs> played Wonderwall with Radiohead. <laughs> Sounds like an amazing show. Yeah. All right, that's a good pick. So now we're uh, we're getting into final pick. Getting into our final picks. Vanessa. My, uh, my final pick is uh, Johnny Cash, Hurt. That's uh, nice. anytime somebody brings up covers, and this always comes up. It basically has to be mentioned, yeah. Most people <laughs> have no idea uh, that this was a Nine Inch Nails song first because he obliterated this cover. It's his. It yeah. does not. Trent Reznor himself said, That's Johnny Cash's song now. It's not mine. <laughs> like, and right. It's completely transformative. It does not sound at all like the original but the tone fits johnny cash's life more and like we said before it's the kind of thing where when you think of like a swan song or like someone's last thing before you're just like oh man this is the end oh yeah that's it hurt (laughs) yeah the fact that in a time when i was growing up when most of the music videos were the mystery men version of uh hey now you're an all-star uh yeah the fact that some aqua bats thrown some in. aqua bats <laughs> some marilyn manson like the fact that you got us all to listen to a johnny cash song more than all of yeah. those is a phenomenal song yeah it transcends genre and i love everything contributes to the feeling the song is going for which is that mm. i'm a dying old man yeah <laughs> like it's produced correctly he's playing single piano notes so you can imagine his like arthritic hands just yeah. barely being able to play. His milky white eyes looking off into the photos of his As they lay ones. him in a casket. Yeah. And it seemed like that's what he was going for. It, it did. It, totally. He was like, well, I better let these people know I'm about to die well, soon. I and the first song on the what, first tra- what else would you go with but a Nine Inch Nails cover? <laughs> the first track on that album is like, God will greet me in heaven. That The whole album has that yeah. vibe. I, I'm not sure... But I feel like his the own personal Jesus Depeche Code mode cover, he was like taking back for Jesus because he was super Christian. So I think yeah. he meant like, I'm going to meet Jesus in heaven. Basically, every track on that album is like his yeah. bow, <laughs> like bowing out. Yeah, I feel like at that point, if your family member puts out an album like that, it's just like, hey, how's your Uncle Johnny doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's ready to die. Yeah. Uh, but like even then... Like fourteen and fifteen year olds were just kind of like, Oh man, I feel this. Like it it I think the greatest thing someone can do is take a song someone else wrote but put your feeling their feelings into your head. Yeah. By just their performance alone. Yeah. It uh yeah. It's an amazing cover. 
Yeah. It's just fucking great. Mm-hmm. It uh like I don't know of another cover song that like there's a lot of cover songs where it's like, oh well their version's a little better. But I don't know that there's that many where it's like, oh that's his song now. Yeah. Like that's so rare. And also he changed what he changed about that song for me is hearing those words from Trent Reznor. I'm like, man, I got problems of my own. You know? How yeah. about you just fucking pull through? How about you just stop buying murderer doors, Trent? Yeah. And from Johnny Cash, I'm like, ooh. Ooh. <sighs> ah, this- or the alternative is you imagine Trent Reznor gets into the place where he can write that song, but then he gets out of it and his life is great. Yeah. But you're like, no, man. If you're 85, <laughs> you know. You know what exactly. you're talking about. <laughs> like, even the age in his voice show like shown through of it yeah in fact i might have been like this is smug bullshit if he had done it in his heyday like if at right after walk the line he wrote hurt and performed it and sang it like johnny cash from back in the day you'd be like wait till you're 85 man (laughs) yeah it's better when you're 85 it's better when you're looking off into the distance with those milky milky eyes yeah see in june those albums (laughs) those albums he did with rick rubin all have some really great covers on them yeah uh, his cover of Rusty Cage by Soundgarden Ooh, is really it's fucking so good. good. And if you count early songs he stole from unnamed Motown acts he saw along the road. There's well, more. yeah, of course. There's so <laughs> many of those. See, here, all right, I know where I'm about to do the next pick. And this is why I got so confused with the picks. Because mm-hmm. remember, when we started, it went you, Swaim, me. And now it's gone from you, me, Swaim. Yep. And you can see, 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 it went you, Swaim, me, yeah. and then you, me, Swaim. This is you did really it. entertaining fodder for the podcast. Man. Well, <laughs> I, I felt like I was losing my mind. No, I was no. like, this is not the we order reversed we were it on you. going in. Well, someone played God a reversed uh, Uno card. Swaim. Oh, yeah, I just played Uno at the bar the oh, other day. Oh, what's I your see. last pick? I see. You just want to reserve oh no so it is that extra again. emotional is impact of the no final it is spot me. no that's what yeah that's what i'm pointing out is that we got reversed I, I can go either you double no, it's your show, i'll go man. okay i'll go because i feel like this is gonna win anyway i hate you i'm gonna go with respect by aretha franklin well, either of us could pick that if we wanted to win oh, ever but see no here's the thing none of us picked it because i put this on my list after we had all picked because it's like drafting the Yankees in fantasy baseball. Mm, but it's the top so, one on my list of potentials, and I didn't pick it because I thought it would be cheating. <laughs> but, like, no, it's not. But it's an amazing song. It's one of the best, yes. possibly glad the best cover yeah. song of all time. Definitely in contention. Yep. It is a cover of, and this is why I picked it, because it's another song that I don't think a lot of people know is a cover because Olivia Hydar was here earlier, and I was talking about my list cast picks, and she said, oh, Otis Redding's cover of Respect by Aretha Franklin's really great. And I said, no, 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 no. Mm. Otis Redding recorded that song first, and then Aretha Franklin See, and that's amazing it. to me, because Olivia knows the background minutia of fucking everything. So if she thinks that Aretha is the original cover, that's no. how much she jacked that shit. Well, I th- yeah, it's like I will always love you. I Dolly Parton I almost has just gone. Same. Yeah. Dolly Parton's version's obliterated for all time in my mind. Oh, I can top that though. I recently talked to someone and was arguing with them about the Who being relevant or not. Uh huh. And they really like Limp Biscuit, and they were like, 
your precious who covered Limp Biscuits behind blue eyes. And I'm like, <laughs> this conversation is over now. You lost. <laughs> That is Limp Biscuit's top song on Spotify. Is it's their cover yeah. of Behind Blue Eyes. A cover which I'm pretty sure was Pete Townsend writing a song about his self-loathing about his pedophilic tendencies, but that's an issue for another podcast. We should do that podcast. Soon. I've always wanted to I wanted I I pitched it as an article on Cracked a lot and they always considered it too dark to go with. Yeesh. I buy Alexander. that though. Uh I find what I find so amazing about the respect cover is with otis's song it was a good song and then with aretha's version it became an anthem yeah like it it went from this is a bopping tune to this is what i play when i quit my job from the boss that i hate well there's a whole it's a whole different tone when a man is the one going give me my propers when i get home woman (laughs) yeah like as opposed to when like, it's a woman saying it, it's like ooh. But when it's a <laughs> yes, man, girl. it's like and Otis is going to saying it. Otis is going to beat somebody. <laughs> yeah. Someone's going to get hurt. Close hand struck on the side <laughs> of my head. It's the difference between belting the song and belting your wife. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but shout out to Otis Redding. He was fucking amazing. I yeah. know. I love Otis Redding. I have an old ratty Otis Redding T-shirt that I refuse to throw away, and it looks very bad on me. But I wear it everywhere. I have an Otis Redding T-shirt that says "Soul Power" on it, <laughs> nice. so I wear it solely to trigger the conservatives and get weird looks from black people. Just sit on the dock of the bay with that shirt on. Uh, he crashed into Lake Monona, which is in Madison, Wisconsin, where I lived for six years. Oh boy, yeah. Was that fatal? Is that how he died? Yeah, he. Well, there you go. He died in a plane crash. Him and the Big Bopper. So I love that song, but there's a version of it that's very stupid that I can't get out of my head, uh, which is the one that they all sang on Talking Funny. And hearing this come out of Jerry Seinfeld's mouth is the dumbest thing that I've ever seen, and I love it so much, which is they all started singing Sitting on a Cock Because I'm Gay. Oh, I remember yeah. that. I've heard that <laughs> pop culture moment. It's all I hear now. It, yeah. It poisons It's one me. of those jokes where it's like, nope, don't say that, but also... That's pretty great. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. All right, Swaim. What is your last pick? In my opinion, the greatest cover of all time. It's another Rolling Stones cover, so put it up against Jumpin' Jack Flash, I suppose. Satisfaction by Devo. Yeah. Because I consider it broader than just a cover. I consider their decision to cover this immediately upon its release during its heyday to be a political statement. <laughs> and I think the, like, uh, the whole devolution movement as an art, ongoing art yeah. project is amazing to me. I've seen Devo in concert a dozen times. I still think Mark Mothersbaugh is one of the greatest composers alive. Yeah, they're great. And if you look into them, it's not just music, even though their albums still fucking kick ass. They stopped releasing originals since one of the members died. But their last album that they did as a full four-man band is just as good as their old shit. And, uh, and it wasn't that long ago. Everything for Everybody. Yeah, yeah it's a yeah. couple years ago. So I just consider the devolution movement alive and well. It was the counterculture we needed at the time. And I think Satisfaction is the epitome of that, where they're just like, the Rolling Stones are the cool guys who fuck a lot. We're not. Here's our version of this song. Yeah. <laughs> and it turned it from a really... Uh, sort of snide like rock star party look at society to a very dark pointed satire much like beautiful world where when he sings in monotone i just give me give me give me give me like forever yeah. and like the desperation of the nerd who will never be the marlboro man comes through so much more than Wick mick jagger 
who is essentially the Marlboro Man pretty much. level yeah. of coolness, is singing like, but I look on TV and I see this pretty boy and I can't be like him. And you're like, but you basically are. Yeah, you're exactly like him. Devo is not. No. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good pick. So I'm a potato, and I pick that. I love that song because I heard it <laughs> playing in a bar once, and there's these two uh, two dudes sitting at the bar just talking, like really, really animated. And when it started playing, they both got quiet, trying to figure out if they knew the song. And when they both realized it at the same time, pointed to the sky and went ah, and uh, <laughs> it was just a, just a sweet friend moment. All right, that I associate with that song. So now we've reached the end. We have to start cutting some stuff. Sure. This is what we have. On right. the list. Ignore this. I'm just putting the mm-hmm. poll together. We'll pull up comments from everybody. So who wants to go first with the cuts? Oh, it's optional? Oh. I'm far too scared of hurting people's feelings. Okay, I'll cut first. Go first. I am going to cut... This is, this is hard. Okay, I'll go. I'll cut Likely Silver Springs. That's also what I was going to Solely for a strategic reason. I'm interested. I like putting pressure on the people between like the most likely ones to win. And despite her name almost being likely, I don't think she's likely to win. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd rather see those votes not get Ralph Nadered and go to like majority candidates to That's see a good what's going to shake out. No offense. <laughs> but you still should listen to that haunting, glittery, gay version of Fleetwood Mac. All right. I'll go. I am going to cut. Oh, this hurts, but I'm going to cut. <laughs> I'm going to cut screaming females. Yeah, uh, similar. Even I fucking love screaming females, sure. but yeah, that's not. What's crazy? It's a the... cover people should go check out for you've, sure. You've mentioned them enough that in the comments, people are like, "I'm surprised Swaim voted them instead oh, of yeah. Adam." I can't imagine how much they're going to freak out now. You cut a screaming female. It's not going to win. No, it's not because the patriarchy fucking keeps her down. Exactly. <laughs> Vanessa. Okay. Um, I think my throat just seized up in anxiety. I hate to do this because I like it so much, but Devo Satisfaction. Oh, God. Wow. This, is there any personal component? Do, I, does it have anything to do with the There's no personal account? component. <laughs> I need to know. Okay. There's no personal component. That. That's just rough. Just purely pure strategy. Okay. What's your uh, reasoning? What's the reasoning behind it? I like everything else more. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wouldn't call that strategy as much as genuine opinion, which is more defensible than strategy. <laughs> oh, yep. Someone in the comments did say, and Adam just froze hell over. Mm-hmm. I just, I, you get it. There's a lot of great stuff on here. Does that bring it back to me? It's tough. It sure does. Okay. Apropos nothing, Vanessa, what's your favorite remaining song <laughs> on the list? <laughs> Oh, man, I'd say my absolute favorite remaining song is Elvis Costello. <laughs> it's so funny about peace, love, and understanding. Okay, I didn't realize we were in the midst of a chess game right now. Like a mental... <laughs> some mental tactics are going on. Then, uh, then uh, throwing all that reasoning out, I think I'm going to go with Ryan Adams' Wonderwall because I genuinely don't like yeah. it as much as you do. That's fair. You don't like it as much as I... Well, that's not good. I don't like Oasis. I never liked Wonderwall, and I still just think it's kind of like a decent three-chord pop song. I don't get it. It doesn't... It didn't hit me for whatever reason. Hey. I can be wrong. You can be. fine. Yeah. You are right now. Hey, you said no one would know the Joni Mitchell song, Both Sides Now, so I should cut it from my list. That's fucking crazy. Oh, God. Everyone knows Both Sides Now. I I don't know. so much. All right. It's my smoke and be sad to that yeah, song. Vanessa definitely either my stalemated or bested me. Cut, right? <laughs> Strategy. I am going to cut. 
Don't cut my cock. <laughs> Don't cut my cost. I got to cut Adam. Adam. I knew it. You killed Amy Winehouse, Adam. You. You specifically are responsible for her Listen, death. I didn't kill Amy Winehouse. I killed her again. Yeah. And her death made so. her overrated. That's a okay, podcast, that's She didn't uh, like that first Amy Winehouse album. Correction, that second Amy Winehouse album's really great. She's a great, was a great singer, period. That's not enough for me. Well, I feel that way about Aretha Franklin. Oh, boy, let's keep going. <laughs> oh, what's your, fa- oh, what's your favorite Aretha Franklin album? <laughs> Respect the single. <laughs> um, <laughs> is it my turn? No, it's uh, Vanessa's uh, turn, right? Yeah, Vanessa oh, with the last cut. Oh, oh no, motherfuck. All right, last cut. Uh, uh, all right, Adam, sorry, but I'm going to go with uh, Alex Chilton, mm. Jumpin' Jack Flash. That I'm surprised it made it this far. Really strong, strong cover. I did hear it. It's fucking great. It's not mm. going to win, so let's, no. let's focus on the heavy hitters. <laughs> so now, rabid radioactive raccoons, you get to pick between Silver Springs, if it makes you happy, Satisfaction, Wonderwall, Valerie, or Jumpin' Jack Flash. What are you going to save? To save with your radioactive powers, which Come you on, inherited Smeg champ. from a rabid raccoon that bit you, I assume. Probably. I bet that is how it happened. I hope it wasn't smegma related. <laughs> I kind of do. Some raccoon so. smegma. <laughs> That's the grossest image that's been conjured in my mind. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Raccoon smegma. I raccoon actually, smegma. Because of smegma. It's my rap name. <laughs> I now refer to. Lil raccoon smegma. <laughs> I now refer to that like beef jerky layer of ketchup around the mouth of a ketchup bottle as smegchup. Oh. Smegchup. Yeah. Do you that. know, like that little crusty ring. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. So Puddin' would have a similar problem. Rabid radioactive raccoons save screaming females if it makes you happy. And he flipped a coin. What was the other option? Yeah, what was was the the other thing? Because if it was like Devo, you should have picked Devo probably. (laughs) I mean, or if Valerie was on the other side of that coin, it'd be nice. I'm interested to know who the coin crushed as It, it fell to earth. Okay, we don't. Well... We'll find out at some point. We'll find out in the comments. But what's the next process? In the meantime, I'm going to put the the poll up. How about you two talk about things that almost made your list but did not? Well, and I was I will always love you. Like I didn't yeah. know that was a yep. Dolly Parton song for most of my life. I almost picked that. Oh, and also I once saw Frank Turner cover American Girl, and it was one of the happiest moments of my whole life. Nice. I really love Tom Petty, but Frank Turner did it with his shirt off and a broken rib. Oh, my. Uh, Yeesh. Because he always does a cover at the end of the song, and he had played most of the show uh, without playing the guitar because he had broken his rib the night before. But he insisted on doing that specific cover just because he had so much fun playing it. And this it. number, he played guitar with the broken rib. <laughs> rib pulled it out. But, like, uh, it was just, it was a really, really fun cover of a song I already love. Um,. I almost. What's something that I almost. Wait, I'm gonna pull them out. Oh, you know what? I cut to make room for Aretha Franklin was Live and Let Die by Guns N' Roses. Oh, sure. I don't like Guns N' Roses that much, uh, but I fucking love that cover. I enjoy their pinball machine. Did you ever play the GNR pinball machine with no, the gun but I, as the trigger? Was, I knew a guy fun. who owned one. Oh, but he never let you play it. What a dick. 
I, I, what well, an Axl Rose. I was at his house once. <laughs> yeah. So, and I don't think I asked because I don't, I fucking hate Guns N' Roses. Sure. I kind of want to go last. Is that okay? What do you mean? Well, I did invest a non-negligible amount of time in compiling a huge list. And I won't like waste the listener's time, but some of them are really deep cuts. So I think without commentary, I just want to do a list so that people can look them up if they so choose of some of them. Well, here's the thing. The uh-huh. poll is almost up. Yeah. And once that's up, you, you can read for, for three solid minutes because that's how, long, wait for votes to come how long people have to Perfect. vote. And then I I'm going to be silent until you guys feel like you've had your I'm say. I'm going to look up my list, but for some reason my phone claims that it can't do internet. Are you on Evernote? Uh, no. Evernote? I remember the first time I saw you do stand-up, Evernote failed to load your set, and you had to just improv the whole set. Yeah. Oh. And I'm having similar problems. I, I still wanted, killed, though, so it's fine. You did, and it was great. Uh, I believe you invented your mannequin bit on the spot that night. But uh, Oh, it could have been, yeah. <laughs> Evernote is not the most reliable, I'll just say, for people who enjoy phone notes. All right. The poll is up. I just said that really loud. We'll we'll leave it up for three minutes. All right. So since Va- uh, since Vanessa's still loading, I'm gonna blast through my list with limited commentary. Here we go. <laughs> so people who want to can check these songs out. I'm mentioning ones I think the bulk of people probably haven't already heard of or don't know our covers. Talk about a supergroup: Ben Folds, Joe Jackson, and William Shatner covering "Common People." Mm, this one yeah. of my favorite covers ever. Anais Mitchell, A N A I S. As I mentioned, she has an album called Child Ballads, where she covers a bunch of 16th century Scottish ballads, and they're incredible. Soft Cell Tainted Love is a cover. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't have picked it, but I didn't know it was a cover, and I learned that in my research here. Um, Joni Mitchell, Both Sides Now, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, and When I Die, I think is one of the greatest covers ever, original by Laura Nero. Jonathan Colton, who did uh, both of the credit songs for the Portal Games, has an excellent cover of Baby Got Back. One of No. You don't like it? I've never heard it, but oh, okay. no. One of my favorite bands that no one's ever heard of is Grupo Sportivo, and they have a great cover of one of my other favorite artists no one's ever heard of called Stan Ridgeway, and the song they're covering is called Mexican Radio. So Grupo Sportivo's Mexican Radio. But I also highly recommend Stan Ridgeway. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, the Clash I Fought the Law almost made, as we discussed. Sure. Um, Harry Nielsen, Cuddly Toy. <clears throat> was done by the Monkees, but Harry Nielsen wrote and recorded the original version. He always deserves more credit. Fountains of Wayne, vastly underrated band. They have a great cover of Hit Me Baby One More Time by Britney Spears. And I think, oh, Comfortably Numb by the Scissor Sisters. Man, I would have cut all of these. It's Oh So Quiet by Bjork. Oh, God, I love that song. Of course, Killing Me Softly by the Fugees. I didn't know it was a cover, but now that I know, that's the superior version. Yeah, I didn't know the original. Um and I, that's pushing it to say it's the superior version. Oh, okay. And Janis Joplin, Me and Bobby McGee is also a cover mm-hmm. that surpassed the original greatly. Yeah, that's a good cover. You would have cut every single one that I listed? No, probably not all of them. A lot. I, yeah. You know what I'm... There's uh, like three in there that I think were contenders. You know what I'm surprised didn't get brought up by anyone is Walk This Way by Run DMC. Because oh, yeah. I thought of it. I don't care for it. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's not my favorite Aerosmith song, but no. it's just such a... And it's not my favorite Run DMC no, song. <laughs> but it's just such a pivotal song in music history. In music history. Have I ever told sure, you... Yeah. Well, we still have 30 seconds. And, yeah. Uh, have, have I ever told you my, my Aerosmith theory? The, it's a controversial one. Kitty was oh, slang for pussy. Oh, is it pussy? the one we bonded over where Aerosmith would have been better if they died yes. younger? Yes. What happened? Oh, certainly. There was a like, there was an incident <laughs> I, like, I where immediately remembered <laughs> Aerosmith almost bought the plane that Leonard Skinner died in. 
Like they saw the crew passing like Jack Daniels around yeah. and they were like, no, we're not buying that plane. Oh. I think they maybe should have because here's the thing. If Aerosmith dies at that point in their career, they are probably to this day considered the greatest American rock band of all time. And, Second to the Eagles, but go on. And instead, they're a living example. Like, we can point to them and go, like, okay, so they if they died there, they put out those first four albums, which are flawless, and then draw the line, which is eh, but they could have turned it around. Instead, they're the answer to that, oh, what if Kurt Cobain lived another 20 years? I feel like Eminem's reaching that yeah. end game phase where you're like, you shouldn't, you were too long for this world. <laughs> Your whole legacy rests on that you're a young, ang- angry young man. Yeah. Yeah, they became the model for that. Like, Chili Peppers followed the same arc. Like, they defined that arc. It's interesting to think there's an alternate dimension where, A, Aerosmith died in our, on those 27 Club posters or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And B, we get to find out how the Neil Young-Leonard Skinner lawsuit panned out. Because <laughs> if you remember them dying in a plane crash, Neil Young was like, all right, well, I'm not going to sue them since they're all dead. Yeah. I want to know who would have won that landmark He was case. a pallbearer at uh, Ronnie Van Zant's funeral. Really? As like yeah. a show of good faith or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just found the cover song that I could not remember uh, what it was, but it was weird and wonderful and I loved it. It was Fiona Apple doing Pure Imagination from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate oh. Factory. Oh, I wow. bet that's great. She Did she cover Across the Universe, too? Was that I her? I don't know. Someone covered that, and it was really good. ELO did a great Across the Universe in Japan. Oh, yeah. It's notable, because at the end, you can hear everyone cheering in Japanese, and it's just a great cover. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> All right. So we've actually let four minutes pass. Time the to votes ref- should be in. Yeah. Time to refresh and see who wins best cover songs. All right. Whoa, Damn. Johnny Cash. Uh, I kind of knew that would Johnny happen. Johnny Cash in a landslide. He won Best Music Video a couple weeks ago, too. Johnny Cash, number one. For the same video? For Hurt. For Hurt. Yeah? Yeah. Tied for second, Jimi Hendrix all along the Watchtower, and Nirvana, the man who sold the world. In third, Alien Ant Farm, Smooth Criminal. Yeah! Beating out respect by Aretha Franklin. That is kind of disrespectful. (laughs) Wow. Can we get some respect for Aretha Franklin? You heard it here. Alien Ant Farm, more important to music than Aretha Franklin. (laughs) I'd say. Hey, both AFs. The one of eight votes is not. Ant Farm coming in at at number five. Cake. I will survive. I got shut out, and you know it. You're just trying to be nice. I got shut out of this thing. Oh, no. Number four? Well, no, I, you got to go down to five before there's a swing pick in there. Well, there's, a, there's another one with well, seven. Well, there's one. Th- those two are tied for second. And then a little help from my friends comes after. Third. I will survive. Fourth. Yeah. And fifth. Cake. I will survive. I'm just glad if it makes you happy, got a little love. I'm yeah. Fucking, I'm obsessed with that cover right now. Yeah. I will say that one person that voted for the Glenn Campbell cover uh, did a good thing today. Oh, you know what happened? You were fiddling on your phone this whole time. That's you, isn't it? You know what happened? <laughs> Look, I put It'd be too I put respect me. on twice on accident. So it actually got oh. So it's also tied so for a second. So for second place is a three-way tie. Yeah. Sorry, Alien Ant Farm. Back Sorry. to obscurity with you. Yes. <laughs> You're back to third place. And then uh, fourth place would be Cake, and fifth place would be Joe Cocker. Good job, Swain. I really thought about gaming this by tweeting just flat out. I have lots of followers. and just like, <laughs> spam this shit. Do it, Internet Army. They would have to subscribe on Patreon. I know. I'm fine with that. I'm fine, <laughs> I'm fine with you getting money for me to 
be right in your presence. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes perfect so sense. So next time, that's what I'll do. I'll throw some money your way and swing the election. You know, like a real election. Right. Yeah. Uh, exactly. And the little brown one gets shut out. <laughs> uh, just like a real election. All right. That was a fun episode. That was really fun. We should wrap this up so I can go Ooh. see Halloween at 445. Sure, that's true. But some people did say they voted for Aretha Franklin's respect twice because it was on there twice. So this whole election is suspect. Oh, wow. I call foul. Smooth wow. criminal, still better for music. <laughs> You've been hit by you. You've been struck by. A smooth criminal. <laughs> this is fun. Yep. Uh, all right, what do we have to plug before we get out of here? Patreon.com slash Unpops. $5 a month, you can get a whole bunch of bonus episodes of stuff we do. At least two bonus episodes a week, usually more than that. And uh, also, end of the month, October 27th at the Hollywood Hotel, we have a live Performing Under the Influence podcast where we come out and do stand-up sober, and then we go get fucked up or high or whatever and come back and record a podcast. And you can really tell who's a hardcore addict because they perform roughly the same. And you're like, ah, they've got a problem. This guy. Yeah, they're stably funny either way. <laughs> I'm concerned for them. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. It's me, Quincy Johnson, Jessica Singer, and John Fahey and Matt Brousseau from Profiles wow. and Eccentricity. Oh, yeah. And I think, oh, and Matt Lieb is hosting. I it'll love be Matt. a lot of fun. So come out to that. And, uh, Vanessa, what do you got to plug? Uh, on October 28th, tune in to Screen Junkies Movie Fights. Uh, I'm going to be back, and I'm going to be yelling. Uh, also, on October 28th, I'm going to be on Thrash. That's at Proof Rock Pizzeria uh, downtown, and I'm going to be on with Rory Scovel, which is going to be fun. Nice. And then, uh, fuck, what was my other thing? That's a health inspection. That's a, fuck, uh, vote. Okay. And then uh, November 8th, I will also be back on Movie and Fights, and I'm going to post a thing about a cool thing I'm doing in December where I have to learn to dance like a professional dancer in eight weeks. So, Are you going to be on Dancing with the Stars? No. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> it's on an event where a bunch of comedians uh, basically uh, take like a like burlesque stripper class thing. Oh. I'm a very I'm very injured and I'm the worst person in class. But it's going to be December 14th and uh, I've already kicked myself in the head. Nice. So. Swain, you kicked yourself in the head recently? <clears throat> Clearly because of the way I was handling uh, musicians at the top of this show. But... <laughs> Uh, I'm just going to plug Anais Mitchell again. That's A-N-I-A-S, and then Mitchell <laughs> with one L. I think she's probably the most overlooked artist alive on the face of the earth right now. In English. I guess I can't speak for all cultures everywhere. Sure you can. But uh, I'd suggest the albums The Brightness, Hades Town, and the aforementioned Child Ballads. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's get the fuck out of here. Swaim, say goodbye. No. God damn it. <laughs> Vanessa, say goodbye. You've been struck by a smooth bye. <sighs> goodbye, everybody. We love you. <laughs> <laughs>